You're listening to Pathfinders Pod, conversations with entrepreneurs in response to the current COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Tessa, and today we have a three-way conversation with Lee Catalyst, Jeanette Egba, and two entrepreneurs and innovators based in Australia. The first is Gemma Cosgriff, who is the National Head of Partnerships at Stone & Chalk, where she is problem-solving by partnering organizations to the innovations, skills, talents, and capabilities of startups and scale-ups in emerging technology. And the second is Erin Pinto, an academic at Desir Global Business School, where she is delivering projects in an enterprise setting across innovation, transformation, and change to coach and mentor MBA student cohorts in Melbourne. So first of all, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we are recording this podcast today, the Wurundjeri people. And I would like to pay my respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Well, look, I'm so excited today to have both of you. Let's get straight into it. Gemma, you were an entrepreneur until not so long ago, and you are now playing a very different role at the very, uh, you know, at a much broader role playing across the ecosystem with Stone and Chalk. So can you share with us, what were you originally brought in to do in the role? How that has changed? Thanks, Jeanette. And thanks, Erin. I'm really uh, excited to be here and really pleased to be chatting with you on this super important topic and um, really interesting time for everyone in, in this ecosystem at the moment. As you've said, you know, I've come from an entrepreneurial position, having worked for a number of years, pushing a large organization to innovate, both from that internal perspective, looking at culture, capability, mindset, and also working to equip the organization with those skills and processes and procedures to being open to problem solving through outside in innovation, which included that development of capability to collaborate with startups and scale-ups. So my role at Stone and Chalk now is working with the likes of old me in other organizations. So I would say pre-COVID-19 and and still, my role is about identifying industries and those organizations within those industries who can A, really benefit from that outside in problem solving through collaboration with the up and coming companies of Australia's future and B, in a position where emerging technology can play a pivotal role in the future strength and growth of their organization. And this doesn't mean that these organizations are only technology companies either. It's about the application of this emerging technology and the innovation that we're seeing in this space. So it's about bringing our impact network and the know-how to those incumbent organizations to support the removal of those obstacles, which are often like the biggest challenges to getting this sort of collaboration happening between small and large entities. So in problem solving for the large organization, it supports the growth and of the scale-ups who are part of our community. Since COVID-19, my objectives largely remain the same. However, there has been quite a bit of a shift for me individually to work with our current partners to identify where we can support best, where priorities have shifted. So new challenges have arisen or there might be new opportunities to showcase capability It's been a real shift in focus and the types of challenges that are being worked on as a result of the pandemic. The economic impact to business in Australia and globally is obviously very clearly a huge impact and preparing for outcomes 
which weren't really forecast for the end of this financial year. So there's a lot of work being done to understand and uncover some of those challenges that exist and how those priorities have changed. And then therefore how, how Stone and Chalk and our community can actually help to solve those. There's also a definite shift in the timeline horizons for the work. So there, there seems to be more of a focus on problem solving for, for both the short and medium term. And we're really trying to encourage these organisations and, and the entrepreneurs and the leaders in these organisations to not lose focus of the longer term views, which we've got to a, a really good place with, with our current partners. But obviously there is that short to medium term view that that is just top priority right now and absolutely a great way to approach innovation, but less balanced with looking for opportunity spaces in addition to the, to the existing and current short term problem solving. Thank you. Erin, obviously you've been um, also playing a super interesting role in the last couple of weeks in trying to identify opportunities to collaborate. Similar question to you, how has the focus shifted since COVID-19 in the last sort of six to eight weeks? Mm, it's really interesting because I think um, it's probably solidified for our students through DSER that now is a time to study. So at an individual level, it's almost this contraction and internal focus and, and development and even just slowing the pace of movement, rethinking your individual purpose and why you do what you do, choosing more deliberate actions and putting aside things that you were doing just because you got caught up in this rush of consistency it's just because you've always been doing it it's like working in a big organization you did there's this wave that employees get sort of sucked up in because everyone else is doing it around them and this is a really good time to stop and pause and a really good time to connect with like-minded people and it's it's a really good time to reset and find your tribe to to refill your soul and your being preparing for that next wave of new normal. Yeah, thank you. And I guess, um, Gemma, I want to go a little bit deeper into what you were talking about, some of the priorities that have shifted. And obviously, from in terms of looking at Stone and Chalk and the business model, it sounds like you had to pivot quite significantly under this environment. Um, <laughs> so... I'd love to hear a little bit more details about how you probably personally and also in the business have had to pivot, what that what that looked like. And also you mentioned about that collaboration between the community of Stone and Chog and of course the corporate partners and the entrepreneurs there. So what are you sensing with them as well in your engagement? Thanks, Jeanette. Yeah, look, it's been an interesting time. Like everyone has gone through, there's been... A few up and up and downs, and and trying to work out exactly what the best approach should be. One of the biggest components for us, from a stone and chalk perspective, we do have um, collaboration, physical collaboration workspaces in Sydney, Melbourne, and Adelaide. So obviously, with the social distancing or physical distancing restrictions growing and and becoming harder and harder to do physical events, have people in our physical spaces utilise the collaborative workspaces and the environment that we've worked really hard to to get really right and um, very supportive of collaboration, both between startups and scale-up companies, but also 
with those entrepreneurs from large organizations and investors, mentors, a broader impact network, bringing all of those people together. So while we definitely have done virtual and digital work in this space in the past, COVID-19 has definitely accelerated a lot of what was on our plan and, and roadmap for the future. So we shifted all of our events to virtual events. We've set up certain capabilities physically so that we can run really high quality events and, and support those companies who want to do the same if they don't have their own setup at home or, or in their own office if they don't have access to it. And we have really had to think about how we can deliver that value without the physical human interaction, which obviously for, for entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs alike, anyone playing in this space, anyone part of this community and the community feel and the learning and development and opportunities that arise from those conversations and that physical interaction, we've had to virtualize. And, and I've got to say, it, like we've moved really fast and like we always say, there's nothing like a good crisis to push people and organizations to innovate, right? But it, it was empowering and it also allowed for a change in the value that we could offer, um, particularly if I think about from our from our partnership side, we have partners who have their headquarters based in our states where we have physical collaboration workspaces, but we also have partners who aren't headquartered in those states. So by virtualizing our offering, we actually now have truly set up a national and international offering and capability and value. That means that we're not restricted or limiting others to participate if they're not in the states where we have those physical spaces. It's been, yeah, it's it's probably uh, the impact has been greater due to the uncertainty that we are all feeling. We're not sure if we're in, in to run a marathon here, but we're off sprinting because it feels like that's what we need to do and that's the pace we need to work at to adapt and acclimatise to the new, this new normal for now. But we, we weren't really sure how long this was going to last and we're still not sure how long until things start to settle into this new normal. So we're, we're potentially going into a marathon or an ultra-marathon race at sprinting speed. So we all had to really manage energy levels and then get into a really nice rhythm that allowed for us to be sustainable, productive, and make the changes and the right decisions that are the best for all of those people and individuals and organizations involved in our network. From an impact to those entrepreneurs inside the large organization, that uncertainty has been enormous, particularly those organizations who have been harder hit. The decision-making within these organizations has shifted. The priorities have shifted. And now to kind of have to sit back a little bit more and wait rather than being proactive, I think is a big challenge and that uncertainty. Yeah. No, for sure. It's so interesting to hear you reflect on how you pivoted. It's not been different to the league where a lot of the space that we created to build trust and build stronger connectivity between entrepreneurs was with physical events. Now, Erin, we talked a lot about, you know, what's happening, how it's impacting people in terms of going forward and the new normal that we want to co-create and the role that is going to be required of people to play and entrepreneurs specifically. 
where are the skills, uh, you know, the, the mindset? Um, I know you have some really interesting thoughts on what is going to be required uh, as we emerge and transition out of this situation. Mm, I think Gemma's made some really, really good points around the turbulence and uncertainty in, in large organisations and, uh, you know, what, what does that mean for individuals and entrepreneurs? Because historically, entrepreneurs have been the ones that carry the mother load in an organisation because they, they are run off their feet, networking and connecting and, and building momentum for impactful activities within an organisation. And one thing that they do really well is that they are industry and business agnostic. And so with a with the view of having democratizing an idea and actually trying to get some momentum to, to get some cut through, there are some things that are really interesting when you look at the skills and the attributes of a of an entrepreneur. And I think part of it is rethinking around how we think about from an organizational perspective around what qualifies for organizational learning. And, and I know from my experience across large organizations They'll work internally with um, approved training, et cetera. But actually, there, there is tremendous value in um, a learning community like the league or even looking at partnerships or communities that work across industry. And it's those conversations, those very deep conversations and, and talking about similar challenges is where there is huge development. The insight and the, the education and the connections are up to date rather than laggard or old school sort of thinking inside some organisations. There's also um, a way to, to really, as a, as a community, is rally around a challenge and help actually accelerate that. And Gemma, you talked about this. You didn't know whether it was a, a marathon or, or a sprint and how quickly this crisis can actually change the way that people operate. And I think they're the things that we need to be a little bit more nimble and agile in the future to be able to think about and be able to react and support each other with whatever challenge lays ahead. No, that's beautiful. I know that sometimes we refer to as entrepreneurs as dreamers who do. So, yeah, we like to dream big, but we actually get stuff done. So, you know, I love to end this beautiful conversation with each one of you sharing, you know, what is your moonshot? What is your dream as we emerge out of this current situation? This is my favourite question always. Um, look, I, I think one of the most powerful things that I see within my role at Stone & Chalk is how much energy and inspiration you can get between entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs and I think just that collaboration between small and upcoming organization um, with their nimble new innovations and capabilities working with large established organizations it is a really powerful way to problem solve and like I would just love to see and hear across Australia I, I really think that there's a, a way to go in in helping to create this as a default thinking is for corporates, not-for-profits, governments, government agencies, all of these established organisations, when they're looking at a challenge or a problem that needs to be solved, I would love for it to first, the first thing that comes to mind is saying, who can we collaborate with? Who can we learn from and look at what is up and coming in this space? Because Australia has some amazing innovations happening and amazing technologies 
that are emerging and uh, the the way in which they can solve these big problems and opportunities for the greater good of the country and and for the world like this can this can extend globally I would love for that to be the first approach rather than let's do this ourselves let's go to our normal um, uh, tender process that we go through let's think about who our mates are in another large organization think about who are the up and coming up and comers and let's see how we might be able to work together and get some inspiration out of that as well you took took the words out of my mouth <laughs> you're saying because <laughs> I think holistically that's exactly what we need I think um, it's it's unlikely partnerships we should be looking for rather than you know what are those strategic ones and I think it comes down to you know as an individual so as an organization and, and your role as an entrepreneur with it, um, within an organization is you know that collaborative first mindset but looking internally for entrepreneurs and even just organizations is rethinking what learning looks like it's not a module that you just tick off on your, your learning campus and, and tick, you know, this person's amazing, but just reimagining actually what does community and network and collaboration, how does that enhance an employee's um, ability to do their job? And even looking at when you employ people, rethinking around what that community and connection and collaboration, what skills and attributes do they soak up and uh, develop along the way? I think those things going forward are, are really critical to, to really look at things in a different light. So not being blinkered in focus and not, you know, reusing the same jargon is actually really challenging paving a path forward for that preparedness of crisis, no matter what that looks like. I love this. I think, you know, how you refer to, you know, how do we really work towards a greater good but in that cross-sector collaboration, how do we have this approach to lifelong learning and supporting through a community? So thank you both so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks, ladies. There's a lot to take away from that conversation and particularly relevant for our community is this shift in some organizations' capacity for risk-taking at the moment and actually as a result slowing down entrepreneurial innovation. And to that, I want to say this, if you're an entrepreneur who is finding this particular time even more challenging for getting buy-in on your idea or for moving an initiative forward, reach out to us. We have a global community of changemakers who get it and who can help. Go to leagueofentrepreneurs.com forward slash join dash us to find out more. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pathfinders Pod. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of each other.